Hi, I'm Janelle. And I'm Monique. And welcome to Is Marriage Worth It? We are just two single chicks, girls, women. Anything but females. Trying to figure out what marriage is like and is it worth it? I'm assuming the best place to get the answers is from married people. Maybe engaged people, newlyweds, and even other singles. Each episode, we will have a guest answering different questions we have or that you may have about marriage. Join us as we try to figure out, is marriage worth it? And if it is, I wonder if my future husband or yours is listening right now. Hi, I'm Monique. And I'm Janelle. And welcome back to another episode of Is Marriage Worth It? So our guest today is Mari. And the way that I know her is way back when we went to the same uh, high school together. She was actually in my sister's uh, graduating class. And so that's kind of how I know her. And then randomly of randoms, we kind of ran into each other, I think like a year ago, um, <laughs> randomly at the library. So thanks for agreeing to be on the podcast. Oh, I'm excited. So to kick things off, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? A little bit. Uh, so you will hear in my podcast or in the podcast that I have an accent. So that comes from uh, my Honduran heritage. So I am from Central America. My parents migrated when I was probably eight years old. Okay. And... Um, I've never been back again. Um, so I've been in the U.S. for a long time. Um, I went to different schools, actually. I went to public schools. I've been to private schools. I've been homeschooled. And then I ended up at, at, in, um, at another private college in Kentucky. So I lived there for five years, almost five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I did my college years there, and then I came back to Waukegan, where I'm from, basically. And um, I wasn't expecting to settle here, honestly. Um, but you know, there's a way of saying God's calling, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I stayed here, and I'm grateful now that I stayed because that's where I met my husband. <laughs> I really wanted to like move out um, somewhere new. Um, and start fresh again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking like Alaska. <laughs> oh wow! Like literally leaving alone <laughs> in like the wilderness. But um, things were not lining up, and so I stayed here. And this is where my family's from. We've stayed here for over twenty five years. And so, random. I know this is random, but <laughs> I'm actually starting to work back at the school that I went to high school or graduated high school from. So it's, and life is funny. I want to say that. (laughs) It sure Um, is. (laughs) So you mentioned that you met your husband because you came back this way, but how long have you been married? I've been married almost five years now. Okay. (laughs) five years yeah. so it feels like 10 but it's fine <laughs> so how did you guys exactly meet then you know this is the, that's one of the scariest things i think about marriage that 
you you have it planned out, I think, in my mind, brain, <laughs> that you will meet someone at the places that you usually, you know, go to. But I was driving from my job home and I get a call from my sister and she goes, Mary, I need you to pick up my daughter. Um, but she goes, I don't, you don't know the place that she's now being cared for. So I'm going to send you the address um, and you'll have have to go get her there. And I'm like, oh my goodness, where's my knees at now? So um, my, my, my sister's a single mom. So um, she sends me the address. I Google it. Um, I go to this place, so a house actually. And I see this, um, she opens the door and she um, leads me to the living room. But before I get there, there's this handsome guy. (laughs) He's looking down because I know he, he was eating either, I think his dinner um, he had a really nice physique, but he never turned around to say hello. So that kind of bothered me because, you know, you have to be polite. Mm-hmm. And so um, I say hi to this lady that I've been, I'm meeting for the first time. And I'm like, I am Mary and I'm picking up my niece. Thank you so much. And I got to go. And then um, as I was leaving, I was thinking, do I say bye to this guy that's for some reason giving me, you know, the itch to say something to, to, but he's not even looking. So that's really bothering me, too. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, I just chose not to say anything to not make things weird. And as I was pulling out, I see the curtain move and I think it was him. And that was, for me, was the last time I was going to see him. Uh, Then my sister um, asked me to, this is now Thanksgiving. So I saw him first time, maybe June, July. I know it was the summertime because it was really hot and I was working Mm -hmm. at summer school. And then um, my sister goes... November ish. Hey, uh, there's a Thanksgiving dinner at church. Um, I would like you to come with me. It's going to be fun. And there's going to be dinner and, um, you know, church. Um, there's a church group coming and I want you to come. And I think my church wasn't having anything. Um, so for that reason, I was, I chose to go to her church. And I met, I actually, for the first time, they introduced him to me. Okay. Um, And honestly, I thought he was, he was, he is attractive. And I don't know why, but I was just getting these fluttery feelings. I'm like, I don't even know this guy. (laughs) I've never (laughs) spoken to him. I don't even know what he sounds like. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I, I, I'm, I'm acting like a child here. So, um, they introduce him to me. I say my name. I We handshake each other. We give each other handshakes. <clears throat> but the funny thing is this. <clears throat> I go back to my table. And then I see him sitting down with another girl. So now I think he's either married, has a girlfriend, <laughs> engaged, <laughs> or something. They're very, like, not flirtatious, but they were really, like, friendly talking. Mm-hmm. 
So I was like, okay, next. But who's the next guy I'm going to meet? <laughs> because I'm meeting many guys, but, you know, I don't feel like there's that connection with anyone. This is me back from college. So I've been gone from my city for five years. So I'm coming back and I feel like a fish out of the bowl. Because people have moved down. A lot of people have gotten married. Mm-hmm. Many have kids. <laughs> and there's a lot of people, new people in my circle now. So um, it was a nice time. And then, um, yeah, that's kind of where our story flows. Yeah. So after you met him officially and he is sitting with someone else... Um, how do you, when was the next time you met him or like, when did you guys so get to ta- start my, like, talking? Yeah. I, I don't know if I want to go into details because it's a long story, but I'm going to try to make it really like clear and fast. Mm-hmm. My pastor, uh, wife, my pastor's wife mm-hmm. died oh. a few years back. So he's in a new relationship. But I get word that he's gotten sick. So that year when, when I came back from college, from Kentucky, um, he was diagnosed with cancer and he dies. So I've known him for a few years now, like since I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things started changing at a church. And I feel like nobody was honoring the way he was teaching us as a congregation Mm -hmm. and my heart wasn't there. I felt like I had lost so much. Like I know that moving to Kentucky took me a while to get used to, but almost to the end, I was falling in love with the place, with the people, but financially and emotionally, I wasn't ready to stay. So coming back to Kentucky and losing him, he was almost like a father figure to me. Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay, it was a lot to take in. Um, and then I was going through some depression as well. Um, you know, um, and, and his death wasn't helping, you know, me coming out of my depression and talking to somebody. I, I felt like I was alone, even though I I had my family. But anyway, um, time was passing real quick. In a few months, I was just feeling like that wasn't the place for me anymore. So like I said, my sister had moved out from church during the time I was in college. So visiting the church that she was in, that Thanksgiving I just mentioned, helped me to realize that I wanted to be there. Not because of the guy, obviously, <laughs> but because I felt like a family again. Mm-hmm. I, I I saw how people treated each other. And I liked that and I wanted that. So I was going to give them a chance. So I started getting um, into their discipling groups, like discipleship groups. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Guess who there? <laughs> <laughs> He was there. I was so embarrassed. Like I'm telling you, we've never established a relationship with him. I've never established um, anything with this guy. But every time I kept seeing him, my stomach was just like 
Girl, you need food. <laughs> or you ate something really bad. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, why is he here? Like, I'm thinking mentally I'm, I'm here because I want to spiritually grow. Mm-hmm. But if he's there, I'm thinking of him. <laughs> so I met him there that December, um, almost New Year's time. And the lady that had been put into our group to be to lead us, you know, mm-hmm. um, she says, introduce yourselves. <laughs> and I'm like, I hope I'm not the first one. She goes, can you be the first one? I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, that was so embarrassing. I don't even know what I said, but I think that I spent five years just speaking English in that school. Mm-hmm. So when I'm coming back, it, my Spanish was rough. Now mm-hmm. my now it's backwards now. <laughs> my husband only speaks Spanish. But um I think that I spoke really little. I didn't say much. All I, all I think I get all I said was I'm back from Kentucky. I just graduated and I work. <laughs> that was pretty much what I was doing. <laughs> oh my goodness. But when the time came for him to speak there was just something amazing that, you know, that happened in my heart. Mm-hmm. You know how people say that you marry the opposites. Can I raise my hand in there? It's true. He was quiet, very reserved guy, spoke well and well-mannered. But I'm very flamboyant. <laughs> I'm very loud. So just seeing him, the way he, you know, he presented himself attracted me, me more to him. It made me more intrigued to know who this guy is. So um, that was our first kind of official time. We've, you know, we got to know each other, but in, in a public setting. And then um, I think he that group started leaving and I stayed because my sister was there and she had become really good friends with the leader. And then she goes, you know, the lady that is in charge of our group, she goes, you know, you and that guy make a good couple. I'm like, what are you talking about? I can feel it. She goes, I can feel it in the air. I can feel it in the spirit. <laughs> and she would just kept teasing me. But the more she kept teasing me, the more I kind of like wanted to be real. But I'm like, I'm an adult now. I'm not in high school. I got to mm-hmm. be realistic here. I'm like, no. <laughs> so then she pops a, a question that officially, officially became like, um, like she was a Cupid, you know, in that moment. She says, you know, he's he's a good guy for you. and. And he told me, because I went to his house the other day, that he wants your phone number. Oh, when she said that, I froze <laughs> because she said it in front of my sister. And I'm one of the one person that once I have a feeling, everybody, everybody knows my feeling. <laughs> like I was just in shock. And then I'm like, what are you talking about? Stop teasing me because she was kind of getting more serious. But you don't play with people's feelings, you know? So when she said that, I just, it kind of like, it didn't stay in the back of my mind, but it was like, I was thinking it over and over again all that night. 
I didn't even sleep, I think. Um, there she goes. I'll I'll text you because I need a group back every we meet every week. So I knew that I was gonna see him in six more days. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it was the worst week ever because I was working, I was thinking of him. I was driving, I was thinking of him. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I don't even know this guy. And he only speaks Spanish. I want somebody who can speak English. I want somebody. I am very attractive to white people, not because of race or anything. It's just, I kind of always been attracted to them. Mm-hmm. So I had my mind like, I like a tall, white, blonde. Not the eye color, but the blonde is in the hair. I really think they're attractive. And if you see my past, I've never been attracted. There's never been a blonde guy in in there. It's only been Hispanic <laughs> or dark color. So that's funny. So that's kind of where we're flowing in the. How do I met him? Mm-hmm. So from the time that you guys met and started talking, um, how long did it take before you guys officially started dating? So when the, one of the reasons I wanted to share my story is because it, it was it was a rough start. OK. But in. But an easy and worth timing. I don't know what else to say, but it was just worth it. I like the word worth because there's meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. And you will hear it out, especially when, once I get into the family situation, into our family, how Maji was meant to be. Um, we wanted to have a relationship, but he had been, he was married. Oh, yeah, he was already married. So when he asked for my phone number, because she wanted to give it to me, the my leaguer from the church now. I said, no, if he wants to get to know me, I want him to ask me. So he had the courage to ask me. Moving really fast forward. When we go to our first. um, I don't know, like we were going to go get coffee, but. Because he was so new to America, because he just had come from um, his country. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know, like, I could take him to Starbucks because I don't, I don't know what was the reason about that. But I get, oh, yeah, I know. I remember now. He was hungry, too. So I'm like, I don't think Starbucks going to, you know, fill us up. <laughs> so we ended up actually having a date. Um, like a formal date. Oh, okay. Um, at this restaurant and right away we're having this deep conversation and I felt like it was awesome that we had it because we were adults we were past our 20 and we were not 25 anymore he was 27 I was 28 so it was very it was more of a serious conversation than hey you know the puppy love that you you know you have when you're 18 and you know um your emotions are on high mm-hmm. because i knew what i wanted um and obviously he's more advanced i guess in that relationship than i was and you will know why in a little bit right away he goes 
I have a daughter and she's 10, 11. And I'm like, oh, I can. <laughs> I'm out of here right now. Yikes. And then he goes, um, he didn't tell me he was married like right away, but he was telling me that he was in a situation mm. that was hindering him from getting into a serious one. So that dinner was like, I ate and I was like, I'm, it's getting heavy here. Like I kind of want to leave mm-hmm. <laughs> because um, we were talking in a deeper conversation, but I knew that time was sensitive and I didn't want to go into depth and leave it like that. So I only took a little what he said to me and I was about to like say, not this is not the right guy for me because he's already that has a girl a little girl and he's in a situation with another woman so I was like I don't want to be the other one mm-hmm. so time passed we're getting we're getting really serious about our spiritual life right now I think this is like about six months eight months into when I first met him okay and during that time we began to text, but um, it was more of like, a, hey, how are you? How's it going? Because he would have two jobs. He was working in the mornings and he was working as a barber in, the, in a barber shop in the evening. So his time was very like, very um, tight. And I had my afternoons open. <laughs> so then I started, you know, hating the gym and all that stuff. But that's where our stories kind of like right now that's a very sensitive and when I talk about it kind of kind of wants to break me down a little bit Mm. because it was heavy Mm -hmm. um I've never been into a serious relationship before um and I have saved myself for marriage Mm -hmm. so in my mind and thinking about all these people important people that have been in my life like my pastor who had mm-hmm. passed away, his wife, they taught me marriage and they modeled that what marriage should look like or should be. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't ready or I didn't wait that I wasn't I didn't wait that long to be in a relationship just to be out of a relationship. No. I was more like, I know what I want. I think it's good what I want. But I don't want a relationship that hurts, brings pain. Mm -hmm. Like my parents set an example for me like that. Mm -hmm. So their marriage wasn't perfect, but I saw other marriages, especially at school when I got the college that I went to. And there are a few. I'm not saying all marriages. I'm just saying those that I was able to see firsthand how beautiful it was and how beautiful their family was. So how long did it take for him to be in a position for you guys to um, have the relationship that you wanted with him? Yeah, that's where it gets really tough because my heart was like, I'm, I have fallen in that year. So many things happened where he was struggling spiritually and emotionally and he had to deal with things in the past from his past 
Mm-hmm. And I was dealing with, I know what I want, but how can I move forward with somebody who I'm falling in love with and he's not able to give me what I want. Mm-hmm. So this is where leadership is so important in your life because the more I begin to have a foundation at this church that I'm in right now, the more my pastors became to be leaders to me. And I remember, um, you know, getting more involved with him and and sticking around to see what happened. I think I was going to give him a few more, few more months to see if he was the one or not. I knew that what what I wasn't going to give him, but I knew that until he got physical, I was I was going to stop in. At that moment, it was more emotional, emotionally and more like, let's spend time together because I want you and I feel like you want me to. Mm-hmm. Um, he started changing in a year and a half since I met him now. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was like day and night. I was like, who is this guy? Um, I began to see more of a serious person. Oh. Before he would like text me random times, but this time it was more like he was getting more serious, not only with his responsibilities at church, but um, he took off one job in the morning. He stuck with one. Mm -hmm. So that gave us more time to like actually talk about what was going on in his life. Mm -hmm. And then he told me this, and this is what marks the difference. He told me this, not until we were engaged. He said to me that pastor one time, my pastor, Abraham, approached him and he said, hey, I want to spend time with you. Um, he told, pastor told him that he was not allowed to court me or look like he was courting me. Or even since he was courting me. <laughs> <laughs> until he was divorced. Because that's that wasn't the right thing to do. Right. Wow. Yeah. And you know, I, I that's what I'm saying. Leadership is so important. Yeah. I didn't know that. I did not know this. So a year and a half is passing, and we are in the car. Um, he came to pick me up because we're gonna do an errand. He turns around. And I could see he was nervous. Like, remember, this is a timid guy. Mm -hmm. So um, he turns around and he doesn't speak a lot. (laughs) He turns around. He goes, I want to talk to you. Okay, what's going on? (laughs) I thought he was going to dump me. (laughs) Or he was going to say something like, we're done. Yeah. No. He turns around and says, I am officially divorced. And uh, I'm like, oh, okay. That was fast. He goes, yeah, I had a friend in my country that it's a lawyer and I gave her some extra cash and she did it real, you know, fast. And um, and it's legal, I can show you. And um, I think five or 10 minutes passed. And he goes... I want to ask you something. I want you to be my girlfriend. 
And then I remember saying no. Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) No, because I told him, I'm like, I don't want to be a girlfriend. I want to have a family. So if you want to have a family, you can have me. Because I feel like a girlfriend, you know, you can have a girlfriend in like 10 minutes and dispose of her. Oh, right, right. I wanted something more concrete this time. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, look, guys, that year and a half was hell. (laughs) I can't imagine. Horrible. Yeah. I was putting myself out there and I didn't want people to assume that I was doing something wrong Mm. when I had saved myself Mm -hmm. for my spouse. So, um, he, I could see, I could see the brightness in his eyes this time, guys. If you can see who, who he was and what he was becoming, mm-hmm. it's like two different people. And even I tell him now, your eyes have changed. <laughs> um, and he goes, oh, I want that too. <laughs> I remember hugging him so hard and tight. And that's when the good be doing the right thing became that day became wonderful from then on that year marked a difference but before that it was hard because he had to deal with him Mm -hmm. in order to for me to be let in because he cannot have two people in a heart he cannot be thinking of one and being you know connected to someone else right he literally had to let go, correct his situation to let me as a whole in, you know? Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So after that moment, how long did it take for you guys to um, become engaged? Oh, girl. Oh, girl. From that moment, things went fast and easy. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know he was thinking of this, this and that. I, ne- I never asked him for marriage. Remember, I just said, I want a family. Okay. I know it involves marriage, but I never was encouraging him daily to let's get married. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Nope. Um, I remember that he had asked me in April to be his girlfriend. That year of us being boyfriend and girlfriend was wonderful, but also it was fast. Things were happening fast. Um, I think his mind changed from like, I'm going to, I'm here in the U S for a few months now to I'm going to have a family now. Mm-hmm. So he started working. Um, my job started becoming better too. We started getting involved in the church. A lot of his family started to like, you know, um, I started to get to know his family more. He started to get to know my family more. And 11 months passed really fast. Okay. We were doing, we were traveling to, to uh, New York, New Jersey, to um, church events. And I remember him asking me to marry him right before we were going to turn a year of boyfriend and girlfriend. Wow. He, um, this is a timid guy, guys. (laughs) He's very timid. (laughs) So for him to pull this thing out, it took a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I even told him, like, I can't believe you kept this because I, I know everything about you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he says, I had a lot of help from my sisters, um, from my sisters and his sister. I remember pulling into his sister's house and I saw a lot of cars 
But once I actually was walking to the house, I'm like, I know that car from church. And I know that car too from pastor. Isn't that my parents' car? <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? And then I think he started getting nervous because I started like, what's going on? He goes, no, um, it's my brother-in-law's event or something it's for oscar he's his brother-in-law i'm like oh okay i believed him guys because his my my sister-in-law always has events Mm -hmm. and has gatherings in the house so i was like okay nothing of it so when i walk in there it's packed (laughs) and everybody's just like giving me like the smiles i'm like why are you guys smiling so hard <laughs> everybody's like super like excited and i'm like yeah should i be excited more excited than i am right now oh my goodness um and then that's when he asked me he proposed to me that that day um we were turning one year anniversary of being boyfriend girlfriend and then from that Three months later, we were getting married. <laughs> wow. It was really fast. Yeah. That definitely sped up. <laughs> <It was fast>. <laughs> <laughs> but it was worth it. So what was your first year of marriage like? Oof. Now we're going back from like good highs to really lows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Because, you know, after the honeymoon phase, you're coming to the reality of it all. Mm-hmm. Now it's not that person that, you know, you 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, you stop talking to you and then you do your own thing. Mm. That person follows you, knows you, um, breathes <laughs> upon you. <laughs> um, everything is done together. And I remember that um, he had to do a lot of maturing in his part because maybe he had an idea of marriage when he was married Mm -hmm. and bringing it to our new marriage. Mm -hmm. And I've never been married, but I I was already an older woman, maybe acting a little bit like childish, like maybe I'm like, this is my bubble and I need a lot more protection. So I needed to grow too from being an adult with a mindset of maybe of a, a young person. So actually, you know, this is marriage now, you know, does that make, does that make sense? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You're making sense. Because um, it wasn't more like we're going to do crazy things you know no it, I was 29 years old and he was 28 he's a, he's a year younger than me mm-hmm. but we were very mature I think in our age too to get a family but because our emotions were not connecting now mm-hmm. in a deeper way in a bigger way we were actually now arguing more than actually enjoying ourselves more. Um, I want to bring an example right now, but I I, I want to think of one that's better. But 
instead of enjoying ourselves, we were just, you know, arguing about little things that mm-hmm. to me now were, you know, petty things. But those little things, um, it's like when you have a egg and you know, you're going to kind of start hitting it. Mm-hmm. But it comes to a point where you're hitting it a little harder and it will crack. Yeah. So that's where our things became difficult. Remember, he had a, a little girl. Mm-hmm. That little girl is growing into a teenager. Mm-hmm. She's coming to my house. I've never been a mom. She has her own mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was working more hours too. So there were just little things that maybe in our minds we were thinking, oh, this is a, our Cinderella story. But once you're you know, somebody, you know, you're married, you know, with a reality hits. Yeah. And it was really hard that year. It was really difficult. But I I remember both of us leaning into our pastor for help. He can be very arrogant. <laughs> but I can be more I can be the sensitive person. Mm-hmm. He can be more like intellectual. But I can be very vulnerable in that sense that I'm very more manipulative, I guess, as a mm. woman. But knowing that we wanted each other and we wanted to be together helped us to get past that year. And honestly, that year was not as easy as our second year because our second year was the hardest one ever. Mm-hmm. It was more brutal because we got married 2020. 2018, mm-hmm. 2019, we're getting, we're celebrating our one year anniversary and I'm not pregnant. Um, we chose not to, you know, we wanted to write out in our honeymoons, you know, start trying out really fast, really soon. Okay. And so I'm looking into doctors and seeing what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they're telling me you're not able to ovulate and giving me all these issues in my for my body. Mm. And I was thinking, oh gosh, I'm not gonna have children now. You know, throwing that idea into my husband. Then his sister comes to moves with us, and we have different characters. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a lot. I needed to grow fast. Mm. Um, and I think I wasn't managing a lot of things well so I was stressing my relationship with my husband Mm. and he was feeling the stress so in in those moments when you are in stress mode somebody's gonna explode or someone's gonna break and we were breaking um Obviously, my my husband had to have a relationship with his daughter's mom. And I wasn't ready for that. I thought I was. Listen, when you're in love, things seem easy. But once you're in that spot, it's it's a whole new story, you know. Um, I had to deal with how his relationship with his daughter's wife and daughter's mom was. And he made me nervous, honestly. He made me jealous. Mm. Um, and I didn't want to voice that, too. 
I was very arrogant in that area. No, I'm not jealous, but I was. Okay. So I needed to do a lot of growing myself. I cannot change him and he cannot change me. If we want to do that, we're going to spend our whole lives trying to change somebody who can't and and who won't. The only way that you change is when you change. When that person is seeing actual changes. So Kobe is hitting hard the news. And um, I remember getting pregnant. You know, we, we went to our pastor. They prayed for me. And they, they told me that I was healed from all of my um, problems. I was getting the results from my doctor. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling that healing in my body. And soon after I got pregnant, but then, you know, the rumors of COVID is are hitting the news. So mm-hmm. um, that third year guys in our house just locked up, just locked in, mm-hmm. yeah. helped us so much. Oh, good. Because we couldn't get, we couldn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. If he, frustr- if he was frustrated, he needed to speak out. Yeah. And if I was frustrated, I needed to say something. So for some people, maybe Kobe wasn't the best thing. For, for, but for us, it was the best thing. Because sometimes, you know, when you're having an argument, you're like, I gotta go. Grab your car keys and you leave. And in this case, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the president said <laughs> you have to figure it out, out you know mm-hmm. yeah so that helped us to actually communicate um and I could see he was frustrated and I was frustrated sometimes but we couldn't go anywhere so we had to talk about it and he's my strength is communication his flaw is communication because he's very like reserved where I'm like let's talk about it (laughs) the more we talk about it the better it'll be (laughs) he's like no I don't talk about it let's just (laughs) let's just you know uh, clear the rooms and then I'll be back (laughs) yeah it's hard sometimes you know so how is that transition from because you were pregnant at this time, right? Yeah. Um, how was the transition for your being a first-time mom and him being a second-time dad? It was awesome. I have seen his interaction with his daughter and nothing changed. He's He was the same crazy, funny, lovable dad that he was. And he's... He is now. Nothing changed. It was just wonderful. But now this time it was my daughter. Because my I had a my I have a daughter now. I have a son now. I'm pregnant again. Um congratulations. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um so I, I I didn't see any changes. But one thing he did tell me though was that he was enjoying this phase because he was so young when he had his daughter, that he was so immature. But now that he's a grown man, he said, I am able to actually do things that I want 
and be conscious of it. So that was really cute. You know, um, it, it saddened a little in a way because, you know, he was really young when he had, he was 16, turning 17 when he had his daughter. But now, you know, seeing how an ungrateful father he is. Yeah. So I know like year one and two and things like that were a little bit of a struggle for you guys. But so far, what has been your favorite part of marriage? Oh, gosh. Um, it, I think that you just get sweeter. As time passes, you know. Uh, growing our family has been a challenge but just seeing the effort he's putting into it has been wonderful um every year has been an adventure um from day day one from the moment we got married because um our first marriage we went to this apartment the second year we moved to another one COVID hit the third year we had Natalie COVID was really crazy um and then we last year we found out I was pregnant again, and this was a boy. Remember, he had a girl, a girl, now a boy, and we bought bought a house. So I could see our, you know, our our life changing, our cycle moving, and it's just um, good. It feels great to see him happy. Um, and I love the idea where he's always thinking of us always. Um, I'm always thinking of you guys. And there are times where I know he's tired. But you can always see him on, on the floor in the rug with playing with the little kids. With our, um, my son, my daughter, Natalie, and my son, Daniel. And he's always telling me, I love being in the house with you guys. So it's just so sweet. I love that. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, well, I know your family, you said a lot of your family is still in the area. Yeah. Um, so how did you guys deal with each other's family? Um, like, like I said, my husband, very res- he's very reserved. So... COVID during our time made us, you know, like have our own bonds. Mm -hmm. So um, we, you know, we gather with our families whenever we can. Okay. But we don't push it. I know it sounds awful, but my husband keeps telling me, he's like, I I enjoy you guys so much that my mind is not like, I'm thinking of my family. I, I, I know I have my family and I will see them when I can. Mm-hmm. But we work so much that every time we get, you know, f- you know, our free hands, I want to spend it with you guys. So my mom has to work a lot because my dad had a, um, a stroke when I had my son. So she's, you know, doing the. All the, you know, le- uh, heavy lifting right now in, the, mm-hmm. in her house. Mm, his two sisters have little kid. One of them, her, my son, my husband's little sister has two little kids, almost the same age as my kids. So she's very busy with her kids. Um, her other sister has kids ranging from like five to like 20. 
So she's more, you know, more wow. busy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, we you know we try to communicate as much as we can, but we can't. I think that we all understand now because of COVID, I think a little bit that you know things changed. And and that's the way it goes. So with that. I know you said you talked about some of the best parts about marriage, but what's your favorite thing about your spouse, about your husband? Mm. My favorite thing about my husband, he's loyal. Mm. It's a very loyal person. And the sun has passed. He's become more of like a, Helper to my pastor, our, our pastor. So mm-hmm. now he's divided himself into a love him teaching, mm. uh, teaching other people um, to grow spiritually, to mentor them. So every time I see that and he speaks, I know that what he's teaching is true because. He's he's kind to me. He's a he's a gentleman to me, but he's also the same way with his kids. He's also the same way with his siblings. And he's also the same way with his parents. So I feel like he's just loyal. Yeah. So with having children, how do you guys make time for each other as a couple? Oh. Girl, we're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> Listen, um, we we're still working on that. Yeah, to be honest, because I have a three year old, an almost two year old, and I am eight months pregnant. So, <laughs> Whew, rough. We are busy. <laughs> Not in that way, but we are busy. You know. Um, I think right now what I what I started doing I know he might not know this or noticed it because he's very busy all the time Um, it's I started to put our kids to bed early so at least we have 30 to 45 minutes to ourselves uh, because I know that he um, has to schedule see his schedule for the next day and do other things from church that those 30 to 5 or 45 minutes are hours to talk um and just to be you know with each other funny thing though we still want to do a movie night but i i end up sleeping <laughs> we started watching a series and i can't i told him like don't 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 like don't get a series i was like Twelve chapters long. Find one that's three or four. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, but we are very conscious that you know it'll happen. But right now we're just focusing on our kids, and whenever we can, um, you know, he's very um. He tries, you guys. He tries. I think that one thing he's done though, too, is that. He used to take lunch with him at his job because he's a barber now. That's his profession. 
Mm-hmm. He said, no. He said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm going to come home and need it with you guys. Oh, that's so cute. Our kids, yeah, our kids now enjoy one meal with his father, lunch. He may skip uh, breakfast or dinner, but he's always here with us for lunch. Yeah. That's so sweet. Like yeah, that. even my daughter, when she wakes up from her nap, goes, okay, mom, she's three. Um, bathroom, daddy, eat, play. I'm like, you got it, girl. <laughs> yeah. She has her little routine. I love it. Yeah. If you could go back and tell your younger self one thing about marriage, what would you tell yourself? Mm. like changing or to just you know stay the same way whatever whichever way you interpret the question it was worth it to wait because one thing that he's told me in our intimacy is that he says that he liked he loved that about me when he found out that I waited it wasn't easy though, and I even tell him like it wasn't easy because you know when you're 18 you want to have a boyfriend. When you're 21 you want to be with someone. You know there are times when you when I wanted to have somebody. Yeah. But I waited and to be to be valued by that by that I think it's it's worth it too because it should be. Mm-hmm. It should be that way too. Um, so I think maybe waiting was the right thing to do. Nice. All right. So Mary, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to just be open and honest with us about everything that you've been through in your marriage. But before we let you go, we do have one last question that we ask all of our guests. And that question is, is marriage worth it? Is marriage worth it? <laughs> it is. Oh yeah, a hundred percent or a thousand times times a thousand. It is so worth it. Um, that union, and I was gonna read you guys that uh, part too. That union to have with your spouse—it's—it's it's just beautiful. Um, in Genesis two, it says. Um, so the Lord God caused the men to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the men's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib. He had taken out all the men and he brought her to the men. Verse 23 says, the men said, this is not bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of a man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. And I believe my husband has, maybe when I didn't feel it that way in my first or second year of marriage, but we're going into our fifth, maybe probably six, (laughs) no, fifth. Um, He's honored that pledge when we put our rings together in our fingers. He's honored that with his strength. He shows his love and 
I love him now and I want to love him forever. Amen. That's great. (laughs) There you have it, guys. It is a 100 times a thousand from Mary. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. You can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at MarriageWorthIt. You can also email us at marriageworthit at gmail.com. I'm Monique. And I'm Janelle. And this has been... Is Marriage Worth It?